And the pitch, there goes the runner to second. The pitch sent to center field. Lee going back, he's racing back, can't get to the ball. It drops in just shy of the track. The, uh, it's the Jersey Baseball Show. We welcome you today as we uh, we talk uh, Juco Root Baseball a little bit. We, uh, we're fortunate enough to get out to a lot of places this fall, probably two dozen schools, and we've got two of the best that we've seen here. Um, two guys playing at uh, CCM, County College of Morris, um, who uh, have excelled through their career, who are ready to, to make the jump to the next level. And you know, looking for their next homes. And I would say uh, coaches, anybody watching this, certainly get on these guys because they are legit players. We've got Christian Maceda, um, who is an uh, outfielder, um, hit, uh, played last year at UMBC, hit five bombs in about 50 at-bats. He uh, runs a 6-4-60, can catch pretty much anything. You, you don't need three outfielders if Christian's one of them. we got Steven Nitsch behind the plate. Throwing close to 90 from from uh, from the from the catcher's position down to, to, to second, sub two on the pop time. Um, also throws 90 plus on the mound. And uh, welcome, guys. Good to see you. What's up? Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Um, let's talk your journeys first. We got I got the chance to uh, to come up and see you guys in person. We got uh, for Scout Day. We got to find a way to make CCM a little bit closer, a little shorter ride for me. We'll get there a little bit more in the in the uh, or or just play all your games at Mercer maybe this uh, this year. Um, Stephen, we'll start with you. Um, how you got to this point? Um, what you're looking for? Uh, you know, moving forward, and uh, you know, catching hasn't really been your your primary position, I guess, for that long, right? Well, no, actually, it has uh, been my primary for most of my life. But like, but like you said, I've done uh, pretty much everything else as well. You know, when I was younger, I played infield. I still do play a little outfield. I pitched my whole life. But uh, catching was just something that, you know, I always kind of love because you're in every play. And uh, I just love that part of the game where you're just, you know, active and everything, the decision-making, uh, you know, making sure that the pitcher is all right, making sure the fielders are in the right spots. Um, so I think that catching, <clears throat> for me, just it kind of sticks because I feel like I have uh, – I have tools behind the plate that I can't carry out to say an outfield position. Um, so catching's really just been what I really love to do. Uh, and it was, uh, it was never, it wasn't always easy, you know, it's difficult being a catcher. You, it takes a lot on your body, it takes a lot on, on your mind, you know, you're always thinking. So, you know, it's a, uh, but it's, it's fun, you know, when you really sit back and can really watch the game, it's, it's fun. Yeah, not to mention it was let's say crazy to see you on scout day because you're you're throwing ninety plus from the outfield and you're throwing like almost ninety from behind the plate and then you're out on the mound throwing ninety. It's like it's, it's yeah, you know, it's just showing off a little bit. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just want to show coaches that I'm versatile. You know, like I think at the end of the day, I'm just trying to do whatever I can to help the team win games. You know, like whether that be 
charting pitches or am I in the outfield? Am I behind the plate? You know, like I'm just trying to be active with the whole team and just trying to win games. Like, because at the end of the day, at the highest levels, people like winners. And so I want to be a winner. You know, that's the biggest thing for CCM this year. Uh, I'm hyped because I think we have a really good group of guys that love to win. And I think we're going to win a lot of games. Yep. And I want to ask you about some of those pitchers a little bit later. Um, I think we also know that left-handed hitting catchers kind of stand out a little bit. So mm -hmm. I want to talk to you a little bit later also about your uh, your draft league experience over the summer last year and what you learned. But, but Christian, let's talk about you. Um, put on a little bit of weight, you know, muscle strength-wise, since uh, people might remember you from uh, Paramus Catholic. Um, you know, now that we're uh, pushing 200, we're, we're, we're still flying in the outfield. We're still hitting bombs, or, or maybe that's why we're hitting so many bombs now. Um, you know, kind of give us your journey from, from, uh, from high school to here and, you know, what we're looking for this year at, at CCM to get you to the next level. Yeah, well, uh, I believe in high school, I kind of I got overlooked a little bit because of my size. I thought I was playing well, but a lot of the guys maybe on my team were getting looked at a little more because they were more filled out. So I made sure as I got older, I, I just eliminated that. I made sure that wasn't a reason to cross me off any list. So I made sure I really hammered down on the, uh, the strength aspect. We had a very good strength coach at UNBC, Anthony Cockrell. And then back home here, me and Steve trained with uh, Jared Forestieri at Strong, where a lot of the good guys in the area go to. So yeah. that's our right-hand man, you know. Yeah. Anything he says goes, we trust him. So yep. by by buying into all that, I was able to put on some weight and I saw my numbers go up, the power and everything. And I was able to keep my speed by still training. So I, I think it's kind of best of both worlds now that you know I can lose a ball or I can steal a bag, whatever needs to be done to kind of win a game. It's great to have it. So definitely. What is uh what does the JUCO route mean to both of you guys as far as your career at this point? Um, Christian, I'll ask you that one first. You know, the chance to play here this year close to home while you're trying to figure out where you want the, the next step to be. Opportunities, that's what it's all about. I mean, we we both had opportunities last year. We could have went somewhere, but we felt that if we took an extra year to really buy in, like you said, you know, a lot. big thing was honestly us playing together, just being around each other now because yeah. we're two guys that are always on each other. So just having him. So being able to be home and being with him and other guys that really want to win here at CCM. And then also, like I said, having my trainer here. It's kind of just best of both worlds with everything. So I'm able to really take my time and develop and get as good as I can and then see where things take me next year. And Steven, I know, you know I've had a chance to, to talk to both of you guys and get an idea of, of what your goals really are beyond here. What's it like to have someone like Christian, you know, push you along, you know, not that you wouldn't anyway. I mean, we've seen that in, in videos, but to, to have, you know, each other hold yourselves accountable. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, like, you know, just from the day-to-day -day stuff, like the little things, like getting everything done, making sure that you're doing what you got to do. You know, we stay on top of each other in that regard where it's like, you know, we keep each other accountable, call each other out when we're not doing something right. It's, it's good to have because sometimes, you know, you get so caught up in your own web of things like you're doing, like you're so concerned with the actual, you know, things you're doing where sometimes you need that outside opinion or outside perspective where it's like, hey, you know, you're not, you know, you're not on top of this. I know you're doing all this right now, but you know, you need to do this a little more like schoolwork or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's important. Um, so, you know, it's great. The energy is great. We always bring great vibes to the room, like positive energy, just looking to have fun. At the end of the day, it's a game. You know what I mean? Like I fell into that trap a little bit when I was younger, where I was really, I would press when I would train to try and be perfect instead of trying to just really 
enjoy what I'm doing, have fun. And then you see results, you know, start to go up when you start playing in that way. When you're starting to have fun and not, you know, playing tight. And uh, I think that's a, that's a big part of it because um, I used to kind of beat myself up in that respect. So it's awesome having him around, having him just coming along for the journey. It, re it really is a little thing you don't even think about. I mean, I just woke up today and like right out of bed, Steve's already talking about, oh, dude, I just made a baked potato. Like he, he had a baked potato sitting there waiting it's for me. It's a like, joke around. Yeah. Know, we don't have the budget. We're just kind of, whatever we got, we're eating. We're, you know, we're trying to put on masks. You know, like he said, we're trying to give every scout or any person looking at us no reason not to want us. You know, we're trying right. to every check that they might have on us and just eliminate it. Cheap so, carbs when you wake up. We like it. And I had eggs with it too, you know, and, and then a bunch of water right now. So like, I'm just getting body ready for the day. It's uh, but it's been a great, it's been a great fall, and and, and the off season's been great too. So, yeah. yeah. So how, what what's our goal weight then? I mean, we're what are we now, and what are we trying to get to, and or is it just let's just get as big as we can and maintain our our athletic ability too? I think my my main goal weight would be about one ninety to one ninety five because I think that's where I'm most athletic. Like I can get up to 200, 205 and all that, but I don't want to like kind of lose anything because a big part of my game is my twitchiness, my athleticism. So I don't want to lose any of that. So I'm thinking the 190, 195 range is where I'm at, which is where I'm at right now, about 190. So if I can get, if I can stay there for the season and obviously of course, you know, the season is you lose weight. So I try not to even look at the scale during the season because you're just going to beat yourself up because you're right. out of the field. It's, for never, it's never as good as we want. That's exactly, right. exactly. So, I mean, if I can stay in that range, I think a lot of good things will happen. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm right behind him, really. I'm like 188, 189 right now. Uh, I'm trying to get to 205. You know, like, I think that would be a good ideal weight. Uh, I know the catching position requires a little more size, which has been, you know, one of the things that I need to improve on. Uh, just added more size, more strength. Uh, but, yeah, 205, if I can be a solid 12, not, not a chubby fat, you know, just yeah. like solid 205. Like, I feel like I would be in a good position to do damage on defense and offense. Yeah, the days of the uh, the the fat catchers are gone. I mean, they're, they're... Yeah, catchers are way more athletic nowadays. Like you see the setups, the stances, like yeah, stuff, and and it requires a lot of mobility and a lot of athleticism. But at the same time, you look at these guys in the bigs, and they are big dudes. Like you know, like oh, you guys, yeah, yeah, they're big dudes. So it's just you know, I always um look at it just like as a as a respecting and 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 like I'm like wow, you know, that guy's he's that big, being able to get in these type of positions like. You know, that's the type of thing I need to be able to do. So I think you said it best earlier when our when when you know when our potato talk there. You know, you gotta do everything you can to be in the best position to to get, you know, to get where you guys wanna go isn't an accident. Like you don't just wake up and boom, you're there. I mean kinda you know, I think I think I think people get fooled by like how easy the pros make it look. Yeah. But you gotta like you literally got to be like 120 percent of what you're what you think your best is, you know? No, it's there's no and there's no excuses. Like you know what I mean? Like that's another thing when we talk about accountability. Like if we're doing something, hitting, training, throwing, whatever it is, there's no excuses for it. Like you got to get your work and you got to get it done. If you don't, there's no excuse. Like I, like you know, like there's nothing you can tell me that would you know be like a big a good excuse. Like you just get your work in. If you don't do it, you don't do it. That's on you. You know, yeah. that's that's how that's how we do it. Yeah, yeah. I've I've grown to believe it's it, something is either important enough to you that you get it done, 
or it's not and you just make excuses and you're sitting around a bar at age 40 saying yeah i could have done this and, and i didn't it has to be a life-changing type of moment for you to miss like a workout or something you know what i mean like, it has to be something so crazy other than that it's like there's no excuse like you're not here getting your work in you just don't care you know and that's the kind of message i kind of try to spread the team a little bit i just want to let guys know like hey you know we're gonna get after it you know we hope you do too that's, that's basically it same way, Christian, I'm sure, right? Yes. Uh, I think, honestly, at this age, the only person that's really holding you back is yourself. We, we've we all got the talent. A lot of dudes got the talent, and there's so many dudes trying to make it out. Like, there's If you give yourself a reason to not make it, then that's it, you know, because the next dude isn't. The next dude is, is busting his ass off, so you got to do the same thing. And exactly. it's only you holding yourself back. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a single-player game, you know what I mean? There's no yeah. preparing, you know, you just, it's your life, it's your career, it's a single player game. Mm -hmm. So you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. Um, let's talk CCM baseball for a little bit. We'll give you guys a, a chance to, you know, while everybody hopefully is watching, they should be watching. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's shout out some of your guys, um, you know, what we're looking for this year. Um, you know, some of the, the talent that you are, the guys that you're excited to be playing with and uh, and ready to go in the spring. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm excited to play with all of them. I think that they're all dogs. Like, I feel like we really do have a group of guys, I'm not just saying this, that really get after it. Um, the pitchers, the hitters, it don't matter, you know. We all, like, pick each other's brains. There's constantly conversations going on. Uh, there's constantly guys getting after it, pushing each other. So all the dudes, you know, crew, uh, Zach, Lemieux, Ben, Scanelli, all the pitchers, you know, I, I know I'm missing names, but I just can't. Don't sleep on Espo. Espo, like, all, you know, all our guys that we have, they're, they're going to come out ready to go in the sprint, which is, I'm really excited for because I feel like we have a little chip on our shoulder. Uh, I don't think that CCM gets the type of respect that I think we should get up here, and, and I feel like we're going to be a really dangerous team. So I'm just excited <clears throat> for the season to get here and get going. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to mention CCM baseball without mentioning Greg Verano. I mean, kids, kids have been here forever. That's, that's El Capitan. Richie, that's Richie El Capitan. Yeah, Richie DeMeo a salty vet. You we know, got like, Jeremiah Deonta, you know, man in the, the infield, running it up in shortstop. So we got dudes like Justin Severino, who didn't even play last year, but he's coming. He's going to play a lot for us. You know, we got a lot of dudes, I think, on the on the offensive side. I like – I love our pitchers, yeah. but I'm, I'm an outfielder. I, I, I worry about my guys. You know, I worry about who's, who's hitting – and that's what I care about. As long as the pitchers are doing their job on the side, and I know Steve is, is paying attention to them. I know Steve's got that. I make sure our hitters are doing our thing, and I know we're going to have a very good offense this year. Yeah, I think that uh, – I think our pitching is going to be good, but I think our offense is going to be really special. Like, I feel like we're going to be the type of offense to put up maybe four or five runs average a game. Like, we just have guys one through nine who can just swing it. Like, And then we got guys on the bench that aren't going to be playing because that's just how deep our lineup is going to be. Or we're going to be able to go in the eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth, whenever, and pick up a pinch hitter, and they're going to lace a barrel. Like, it's it's a, it's a really deep lineup. Like, honestly, we have multiple dudes that could play in multiple positions, and we have about 12, 13 dudes that could start. So, like, you know, you can only play eight of them, you know, uh, or nine with the DH. So, I think it's just going to be really fun to see our offense go. I think it's going to be fun. Definitely. Steven, you had an awesome experience to end last summer. Um, you know, after finishing the, the ABCCL season, you got to, to play in the MLB Draft League for uh, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, what was that like for you? 
what was it like to to kind of chill in pro locker rooms for a couple of weeks, but but also be on the field? And what did you learn about your game that you were able to take into to this year? I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the game. I mean, like you said, it was really pro atmosphere. So you're playing every day except for Sundays you would have off. Um, it's just a grind, you know, bus rides, four-hour bus rides here and there. And you get a real feel for baseball. Like, there's actual fans. And I'm not talking, like, 500. I'm talking, like, some nights getting up to 12,000. So, you know, that's a part of the game I never really experienced before. It was fun. I also learned a lot about how important dieting and working out is, like, in season. Because, you know, especially as a catcher, uh, I had to maintain strength in my legs. Like, I was catching four days in a row and back to back to back to back with no off days. And I've never done that before. So I had to learn how to uh, a stretching routine so I can, you know, get my legs under me. I had to learn off the field, what, what should I be eating? What should I not be eating? What times I should be eating? That's another thing that's important is the time of, the, of what you're eating. Cause you don't want to eat too early. You don't want to eat too late. It's kind of just that right time. Um, a lot of off the field stuff I learned, like how to really go about playing baseball, like for a long, long period of time. And this crazy part is I didn't even I wasn't even in it like for, you know, that long of a season. It was really, you know, three, four weeks. So I you can't imagine what three, four months is like, you know, yeah. but I was excited for that. I needed that. I needed to learn. I needed to put myself in that situation. Did I do the best I ever have hitting? No, but I learned a lot from the hitting side as well. I learned, you know, how important it is to really be relaxed in the box, like and, and, and just letting things go and letting the game come to you instead of trying to, you know, press and, uh, and trying to you know, manufacture things yourselves, I guess. Um, I also learned that it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of dudes out there that are really, really, really good, you know? So I just told myself, I was like, I am not that good. I was like, I came here and I was pretty good. Like I was okay as a catcher uh, defensively and stuff, but hitting wise, you know, I was behind, I'm not gonna lie. So I told myself, I just need to get better. I need to find out a way to get better. And last year, I told him to say to this, I was like, last year, I was happy to be in the draft league. I was going lie. Like, I was happy to get in there and experience it. This year, I, I'm planning on going back. Um, and I'm not just happy to be there. I'm trying to be one of the best catchers in that league, you know. And hopefully that with all the training that I put in, it'll all just, you know, play on the field and uh, use all the stuff that I learned from last summer, carry it into this spring and then next summer. And uh, hopefully, you know, I put together a good, good uh, year. That's the plan. Definitely. Christian, your uh, your D1 experience last year, you know, successful in my mind. You probably wanted your average to be a little bit higher, but like yeah. like realistically, you know, a freshman coming in hitting over 250 with five bombs and 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 running like you run. I mean, that's that's a legit freshman year anywhere. Thank you. What did you learn from that experience that that you know is pushing you further? Uh, a, a lot of what he said, I mean, it, it's like the day-to-day -day stuff because Division One's obviously the highest level you can play at in uh, college. So just being around that every day and being with 35 other guys that are just as good as me or better than me and going against like premier talent every week to week, it's, it's a lot of the same stuff. It's you have to worry about your diet. You have to make sure you're still mobile and doing all this stuff the day-to-day -day and still getting on top of your class. So it, it was definitely difficult, but uh, I'm so appreciative. Like I wouldn't like give it away for anything. I know I got a lot better being there, and my goal is obviously to get back there. And it was definitely a great experience. Random question for you. If you could be D1 in any other sport, what would it be? Football. Basketball. Football. 100% football. Basketball. You see the fans at the football games? Come on. 
You see the you see the basketball games. Come on. Plus, we 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 already established that that Stevens low key a, a stud basketball yeah, player. Yeah, he's LeBron James now. You were a starter in high school, but 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 were, did you hit a thousand points or anything like that? Uh, uh, no, no, I did not. I took my sophomore year off actually to focus on baseball. I think he had so 100. I played my sophomore year. He, he might he might have had 100. <laughs> I wish I didn't though. I wish I did not. I um, answer this one for the other person because you know each other pretty well. This will, this will, we'll see what we, what we get out of this. If everyday activities were Olympic sports, right? What would, what would, what would Stephen be getting a gold medal in? Stephen, what would Christian be getting a gold medal in? Uh, I got, all right, I got Christian first. Uh, this kid kills deadlifts like it's nothing. Like, it, I mean, I, it is an Olympic sport, but like if he trained actually to be a deadlifter, he probably could be. Like he, he'll hop in the gym and just put up like four or five plates, and then start just picking it up off the ground like it's nothing. I'm just looking at him like, yo, what the? I'm like, yo, that's crazy. But probably the deadlifts, he just got a crazy strength, like freak strength. It's it's actually wild. So I think I think uh, the deadlifting. Other than taking care of your uh, your eating habits with, with with breakfast in the morning, what's what's he uh, what's he excelling in? I think, well, I mean, you know, he's got the golden arm, so I think this kid would be doing like shot put, or he'd probably be a boxer or something. But honestly, if there was anything, just looking at him, just knowing him, if there was an Olympic sport, we'd be talking. Steve <laughs> loves to talk. I think Steve would be the great gold medal every year I for can't talking. Lie. I can't lie, I do talk a lot, <laughs> but that's just who I am. I can't change it. I could try and pipe down a little bit, but yeah, so. so so you you're not quiet behind the plate? Is that what we're getting at here? Nah, I can I'll hear from center. I'll trip the hitters. I'll fool them sometimes. I'll be like, yeah, curveball's coming right now. And I'll throw the nastiest change I've ever seen. <laughs> they hate it. But you know what? You know, I just now I'm always tripping with the umpire too. And I like that part of it because um, I mean I've seen it. I've been I've seen umpires give me some calls that maybe I wouldn't have got if I wasn't so cool with them. And uh, you know, it's it's I'm always tripping with the umpire, you know. Fielders just making sure that they're in the right spots. Proudest moment that each of you guys have had on the baseball field? Ooh. Well, for me, it's probably my first college hit. Uh, I was lucky enough, my first college hit was actually a grand slam against Delaware State. So, and, yeah. And I remember I, uh, I had way surgery. Way to set the bar way too high for the rest of your career. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had surgery um, before the season, like I had the COVID year. So, I went through all that rehab in the fall. We were playing fall games at UNBC last fall. I couldn't even throw. Like I was playing the outfield and I was catching balls and I was underhanding them in. I wasn't even allowed to throw yet. And the whole winter I had to hammer everything down from my shoulder and it was kind of taking a while. So at the beginning of the season, like my coach didn't really know if I was going to be ready. So just having that all in the back of my head and all the work I put in to get back and get my shoulder healthy to get my first hit a grand slam was just a great moment and having my dad there as well. So that was definitely my, my number one moment. Yeah, for me, I would say uh, in high school, my junior and my senior year, we went to back-to-back -back, uh, county finals. We didn't win either of them, but it was really, <laughs> really fun to, like, go through that whole Pasay County tournament because both years, I believe, we were the ninth seed, and uh, we just made our way through the bracket and, and beat pretty much every team that we had to. Ended up losing my junior year to DePaul uh, and my senior year to Wayne Valley. So those were disappointing losses, both heartbreaking, but – just that th those moments on the field, like I, I feel like I've never been so locked in in, in baseball games uh, than I was in those two games. Like I was throwing out everybody. I mean, I think that the fall game, my junior, I threw out like three runners at second against Valley. I think I threw out one, but they only had like one attempt. 
So they yeah, they were smarter. They didn't they didn't try after that. And uh, I was also, um, you know, playing at a, at a high level, you know. So it, I was just, I feel like those are the top moments in my career, yeah, and playing on those stages. Definitely, yeah. Now, um, last question for you both: dream location to play if you could, where you can spend your next two years? Miami. Yeah, Miami. My grandparents are out there, and I just love it. I go out there every year to see them, and every time I go there, it's just a great time. Seeing the palm trees, I'm a big palm tree guy. Yeah, I agree with him, but at the end of the day, wherever I can go to uh, just develop, get better, and have a group of guys around me that want to win just as much as I do. 100%. I mean, the location would be great. That's like the cherry on top, but, uh, you know, in the midst of it, the meat and potatoes has got to be – Guys who want to get after it and uh, care about getting better. So sure. you know, I'll, go, I'll go play in North Dakota if it means I'm getting better. I'll go play. <laughs> I'll go play overseas in Japan if it means I'm learning from 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 those guys. I mean, they know how to hit. I don't care. You know, whatever whatever place gets you to the level that I know you both want to get to is probably the right answer, right? Yes, sir. Guys, thank you for for taking a few minutes today to uh, to chat with us. Uh, Steven Nitsch, Christian Maceda, like I said, uh, these are as good as as I saw all uh, all fall. Um, coaches, make sure you uh, uh, you, you want to fill your catcher and outfield need for the next couple of years. Go do that. Um, you know, we're talking legit. You know, let's get you guys to where you need to go, get to the next level, and it's going to be a lot of fun watching. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.